Am I on? Am I on? Good. Right. Good morning. Uh, I'm blessed with the opportunity to be doing this once again. And uh, with today being Senior Sunday and all this revolving around you know, the, the concept of graduation, I uh, found a story from a small town. And it was graduation day. And everybody was getting their diploma, but a student named Jeffrey. He wasn't graduating. And at the assembly, the entire senior class stood up and shouted, Let Jeffrey graduate! Let Jeffrey graduate! Jeffrey was at the ceremony, and the principal agreed to give Jeffrey one last chance. So he went to Jeffrey and he said, If I have five apples in my left hand and five apples in my right hand, Jeffrey... How many apples do I have in total? Jeffrey thought about it, and he said confidently to the principal, Ten. And then the entire senior class stood up and shouted, Give Jeffrey another chance! Give Jeffrey another chance! Graduation is an eventful time of year. And when we graduate, we have completed and passed our courses, and we have moved on to further challenges, whether it be in college, the workforce, or the armed forces. A big challenge in that can be finding how to fit God into your post-youth schedule when you leave this place. It seems to be an epidemic of young people leaving the church completely after graduation, I uh, saw a recent study that said 86% of most evangelical youth leave the church after they graduate, and it's sort of been the norm in today's society. But this whole subject reminded me of events that took place in the book of John, which is where I saw a verse involving a conversation between Jesus and Peter. If you have your Bibles with you, go to John chapter 21. It takes place in verses 15 through 19. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my sheep. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when we were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he had said to him, follow me. See, when we first met Peter, he was just a fisherman by the sea. Jesus stepped in and called Peter to follow him. Peter left all that he had, his livelihood and his family, all to follow Jesus. And Peter was sure that he knew what he was doing. He thought that he had had everything figured out. 
All this is because Peter and the rest of his disciples believed Jesus was the Messiah that everyone had longed for. That meant Jesus would overthrow the Romans and set up a brand new kingdom. Peter wanted to be a part of Jesus' plan. However, Peter found out very soon that Jesus' plan was different than what Peter wanted. That can be so relatable for our lives as well. Sometimes we'll think that our plan is better for us than God's plan, which can happen to young people after graduation. Peter finally had to make a choice along with the other disciples. Follow Jesus or turn away completely. During his time as a disciple of Jesus, Peter still had times where he thought his way was better, that he could do things on his own, and he would not fully submit to Christ's lordship. But we find in the scriptures that even though Peter failed Jesus over and over again, he is restored by the Messiah and goes on to be one of the great church leaders. In the book of John, we found Peter was ready to move out of the safe haven that Jesus had provided. He became someone who shared Christ's story and served him even after the resurrection had taken place. Peter graduated and became the man that Christ intended him to be. Today, graduates and I, we stand at a crossroads in our life. Ever since our lives have began, Jesus has been calling us to him. We go through high school often trying to achieve challenges by our own understanding, and we can stumble that way. We soon find out that doing things our own way and only seeking what we desire is not going to work. My favorite verse is in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. That verse is a lot, was one that I need a lot of times as a reminder for when I want to go in my own way. And it helps you understand that keeping on God's path can be better than you've ever imagined. God's plan is structured to help you succeed. When a teacher lays out a lesson to you or a coach set up in play in practice and you tried to stray your own way, you probably failed. But yet, here we are. And even though we failed on occasion, we have been restored, so to speak. And we are graduating to the next stage of our lives. Now, just like the scripture in John chapter 21, when Jesus was speaking to Peter, Jesus calls for all of us to feed his sheep. He wants you to tend to his lambs. Jesus wants you to live for him and totally submit to the calling of his life just like Peter did on that beach some 2,000 years ago. I find Peter's life very relatable to that of a young graduate or just someone who is young in their faith. Because at first, we believe that we can do anything. Peter believed deep down in his heart that when he left everything to follow Jesus, that he would do great things. He thought that because Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah, that great things would be thrust upon him. Peter thought that he would be taking his place in the new kingdom of Israel when Jesus came into his kingdom. Peter believed that Jesus would shake the Roman government's foundation and Israel would shake off their captors and establish a new earthly kingdom led by Christ. We find Peter enthralled with self-confidence, but also a bit mouthy at times. He even dared to rebuke Jesus when he was foretelling of his death upon the cross, and that occurs in Matthew chapter 26, verse 33. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elder and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. 
But it seemed as if Peter didn't really learn his lesson there. Later on, he believed his devotion to Jesus was enough to get him through any trial or persecution. He truly believed he would not falter. In Matthew 26, Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. And John 13, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay, you down, I'll lay my life down for you, for your sake. Peter believed he could handle anything that came his way. He believed his own strength would keep him true with Christ. Peter had always been a fisherman, so his physical strength was what he'd always replied upon. Peter was courageous and believed he could do anything, but he never grasped the concept of truly leaning onto Jesus. Peter ended up suffering greatly and realizing he could not make it on his own power. Peter found out that without leaning on Christ, he was going to fail. If you turn to Jesus and if you submit to him, he will take you under his arm just like he did to Peter, restore you and save you. Today, you may be in the same boat as Peter, no pun intended. Maybe you think you don't have it all figured out and that you've done things that you're ashamed of and don't think you have anything to offer to God. But Jesus wants you to be part of his kingdom no matter what. We think we've got it all figured out under our own power. Then we realize we can't do nothing. We find out that Peter failed Jesus even before he betrayed him. In the verse, Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What could you not watch me with one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the sinner's hand. When Jesus was at his lowest moment on earth, he cried out to God, and he asked his disciples to pray with him. But Peter, but Peter failed Jesus because Peter fell asleep. Peter promised a lot but refused to submit to Christ's lordship. When we make bold predictions and promises without proper guidance, we fail, just like Peter did. <clears throat> Jesus knows, and he knew Peter was trying to live, live out his calling on his own power, and he knew he'd fail. God does not desire misery for us, but deliverance and salvation. But God demands that we stand up for it, submit to his plan, his purpose, and when we do, we find peace and joy and success in our endeavors with Christ by our side. Peter totally missed the point of what Jesus was all about and guided his decisions when following Jesus. This led to a bitter time in Peter's walk with the Lord. This now leads me to my final point, which is that through Christ, we can do everything through him. In John 21, 17, he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Here we find that Peter had finally graduated from Jesus' school. He bore the scars of trying to do things his way. But finally, Peter saw Jesus for who he was, a humble savior. Jesus did not condemn Peter for his denial, but encouraged him to feed his sheep. Jesus loved Peter back into a leadership role. And we can know that regardless of what life throws our way, no matter how many times we fail, Jesus is there for all of us to lean on. When we submit to him, there is nothing that we can't do in his almighty name. 
Just like it says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through, through Christ who strengthens me. And to the class of 2017, we are valuable to God. It is his desire that we submit to his calling on our lives. This is an important time of our lives. And when we follow God's calling, this also means to stay within the church family. We've had great youth leaders that have been able to sculpt into helping us help our campuses and community. And we can't let that stop here. When we go our separate ways, we must be involved in church where we are. When we're home, we must be at our church. And we will be back. And the friends that I brought don't have a choice. They have to come back here. And to the congregation and our youth group, you never know when that one invitation can cause a chain reaction. Victor Atkins is a guy that I invited about three to four years ago. And, and I was on my way home from a summer vacation with my family, my good friend Bailey Kelly next to him and his family. And on the way back, Victor texted me about a friend of ours. Victor had told me that our friend was talking to him a lot about what church Victor went to and his spiritual views and such. I texted Vic back and asked, has he ever talked to you about God ever? Was this just out of the blue? And he, Victor said that he had never, he'd never done that before. But he told me that our friend said that he heard, for whatever reason, God telling him to talk to Victor specifically about this subject. The next day was RCC. We were all on the football team. And RCC is a summer workout camp for the football team. And after the workout, Victor and I talked with our friend under the bleachers in Tubble Stadium about this special place, the way it changed our lives and the way God has changed our lives. And on that summer morning, under the bleachers, we held hands together and prayed. And that friend of ours started going to church from that point on, and he is here graduating with us, and that man is Owa Tomlin. In a moment, I'll have Pastor Chris come up and pray for the seniors. And if there's anybody that wants to make a commitment like the one that our friend Elwood did and the one that so many people in this place have already done, Pastor Chris and Pastor Scott are here to pray with you. Or if you don't have a church home, I would encourage you to pray about this being a church home. We are a family, and I'd like for my senior family to stand up as Pastor Chris comes and prays for the graduates. Thank you. All you seniors, wherever you are, stand, stand up with these guys. We'd like to pray for all of you. Um, and before I pray, um, a turning point moment in, in my life was when a gentleman, after I had shared a, a youth talk on a hill under a cross, pulled me aside And said, young man, you have a gift. Bryce, you have a gift. And God would harness it. I don't know what shape that's going to take. It's a gift to speak. It's a gift to relate. It's a gift to pass along the rich spiritual uh, treasure that God's poured into your own life. 
I'm so thankful that you're grateful for it. I'm so thankful that we're sharing it with one another. Uh, and today, all of us have been inspired, not just by your word, um, but with the reality of what God is doing amongst you and will continue to do amongst you. So if you would, with me, would you just reach a hand towards these seniors this morning? Lord God, right now we pray that your Holy Spirit, your anointing, be poured out upon these young men and women. We thank you that they have a destiny in you, that they have a calling from you, that only by your Spirit can they fulfill. So today, Father, would, would you just raise their lives as sails in your wind and blow them in directions and upon the adventures that uh, only you could author. We pray richness into your, their lives. We pray blessings from their lives that you would not only bless them, but you would flow through them to make a difference in your world. So much darkness surrounds us. And in them lives so much light. Father, would you turn up the wattage of their witness where 